Welcome to Australian Survivor <laughs> Talking Tribal. I'm George Mladenov, a fan of lighting the fuse at Tribal Council. A few of our current castaways here also like lighting fuses. I'm here with Chrissy Zaremba, who definitely knows a little bit more about Survivor than she likes letting on. And our Survivor, and can I just say, Shannon, fashion expert, Shannon Gus, who believes in many things, including a myth she calls implicit immunity. Welcome to Merge Week, everyone. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you something. I sold one. For charity? No. Every time I've sold it, it's been for, like, children in the stage yeah. of end of life or some it's, kind I'll, of important I'll to, charitable cause. I'll have to cause. circle back to that because I'm dying. I, I absolutely kept it, all the money. Did you? Yeah. Well, I feel you because we get no money for being the runner-up. Imagine being a $500,000 oh, bubble, fair. Shannon. That that's sticks fair. with you for life. That's fair. No, yeah, 100%. I think that's fine. <laughs> On a more serious note, as I'm putting on my merge buff, because oh. you have to, this week on Titans v Rebels, the tribes merged. And what happens at merge? We had alliances that reunited, rivalries ignited, but an unexpected connection between two players resulted in more chaos and clarity than winner could preach at a tribal council. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not a real strategic player. I'm good at relationship no, building. No, I like I like logical thinking Same. and chats, but I'm and I'm really bad with confrontation, and I get startled, and then I'm like, oh, what do I do? How do I say? What do I say? Like, oh god, you're putting me at ease so much. Thank you. I don't know what it is, but this, your energy is amazing. <laughs> this first vote is tough, and I came in here knowing that it was going to be, but this hurricane of emotions and chaos led to me sort of questioning a few things. So what are you thinking, like? Then I feel like everyone's going on Kitty tonight. And I feel like that's, I don't want her to go. Kitty's about to be blindsided and I don't think I can just sit by and let that go down. Oh, Scotty. Mm. Scotty spoke a little bit about confrontation there, Chrissy, and yeah. I was a very confrontational player, and that was part of my you game think? strategy and mm -hmm. style. Confrontational player. <laughs> this and... is George in the makeup room. <laughs> this is George at breakfast. <laughs> yeah, like, let's be George clear. George before bed. Yeah. I think okay. a lot of that confrontation that Scott was giving us from his perspective was about the difficulty that you have with lying and deceiving when you play Survivor. Yeah. How did you deal with that, Chrissy? Oh, I'm the worst liar ever. Gosh, I... I like to uh, exaggerate a little bit, but in terms of lying, I was I was hopeless. I think I think for mine, Jesse had this grand plan to blindside Benny, and I told him that I'd heard his name. So no, I'm terrible at lying, and that's I think Kitty as well. She's in a moral dilemma she here because is. the poor thing, she's too sweet for this game. You need. You big boulders to play. I think there's kind of like, there's an, there's an art to deception in Survivor. And mm. I, I look at it as the kind of like the superficial level of lying, yeah. if you want to frame it like that. It's not the best way to frame it. And then the more kind of the art of misdirection. I was very good at misdirection in terms of kind of putting blocks and pieces to act in a certain way, as opposed to Scott having this big dilemma where he couldn't lie to yeah, Kitty, but he's who he got, had a relationship and with. And that's fine, but he's also got other stuff happening, clearly. Yeah. You know, when we find out soon that he did have some things happening. So well, that would have been so... Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's okay. talk about it. So we, we heard Scott talk about the impact, the cumulative impact of yeah. the game of Survivor, which is a long game here in Australia. It's day 26 that we merge at. It's an entire US season. Yeah. And it took a toll on his mental health, particularly Wait. the fact that he had to lie here. Because he doesn't know that the US season's a They play less day. than us? They do. They it played was 29 now. days and now it's 26 days. Pathetic. Yeah. 
and it's it's a hard game. Yeah. Chrissy, when you played Survivor, did you see people's mental health deteriorate or get to a point where they couldn't play anymore like Scott? No, I didn't. And Scotty's a very different soul. And then he's found a real sweet soul in Kitty as well. Mm. Ours, the mums definitely feel it the most. I felt like the mums were feeling it. And then I think Josh wanted to get home as well because he had a bub coming. But you're not at, we weren't at this level. I was just mm. missing home. It was cold. I was hungry. You know, like nothing, I don't think, to this kind of mental health stuff. So mm. in my opinion, I love that he went. I love that he called it. You're not going to like it and you're entitled to that opinion because you're going to say, if you go on Survivor, I know what you're going to say. Mm. I don't know what you're going to say. Oh. I never know what you're going to say, but I know what you're going to well, say. Well, let us know, Shannon, where the past plays. You have the kind of perspective of the foremost expert and analyst in the world. Oh. Like, how do you think kind of Scott handled that burden? And it must have been a burden because we know Scott was a fan and he's played more than an entire US season and he's made the decision mm. to quit. How does the commentator or the person watching us at home deal with that basically mental health to me is so paramount I'm someone who struggled with my own mental health just covering the show I've never even been on the show and I struggle just being in that orbit and sometimes I struggle with my part in analyzing something that is meant to break people down on the show after the show it's it's meant to test you mentally and I think that it's so far beyond the game it's like as a society I feel like there's still so much judgment on perceived weakness and it's not seen as a sense of, of self-care and prioritising yourself. And, and actually what Eden said at Tribal Council was something I really liked, where he said that if he was in the same situation, like, basically he'd struggle with that. He is such an amazing oh. person with such a kind energy. And he knows what he needs. And mental health is such a huge, is such a huge hurdle that we all face. And for someone like yourself to know what you need right now, like, hats off to you. Yeah, you're super brave. That's really, because I know if I was in a similar situation, it would be so hard for me to do that as well. I feel Eden on that. I feel like, I don't know that I'd put myself first. So I like flipping it around as Eden did to the bravery Scott did, knowing that he will have judgment on him, knowing that that's in front of the eyes of the world, knowing that he's giving up an opportunity that as a fan, I'm sure he cares so much about, but if you flip it around to we put his mental health first, and if we see that not as a weakness, but as an illness, as a struggle and the bravery to bravery, put, yeah, bravery to, to put to yourself through that and overcome it and do what needs to be done, I think you'll see a lot of strength in that. And, and mm. it kind of saddens me that I'm sure there'll be like the perception of his weakness because it's not weak to me. It, it's mm. a struggle and he did what he needed to overcome it. And that was leaving the game. For some of the players, that's unfortunate. For us as viewers, I still think we got a very interesting week. So I'm, I'm just glad he did what he needed mm. to do. I think my take on Scott is like this. Obviously, the impact that Survivor has on yourself as a, yeah. as a human is extremely physical, but of, of course it has an impact on your mental health. I was in that hospital room with Jackie Glazier when I got the news that the Samoan doctors thought my neck was fracturing and I needed more scans. And Jackie got the news that her spine had separated from a shoulder, basically. I got lucky to the extent where I insisted I would go back in the game because that's what I wanted, but I'm not Scott. So when I look at Scott making a decision to quit the game, because that's what he did, yeah, but he for his so mental health, sad too, to be I, I respect and I support that decision. What I wonder with Scott is when did he first start having these feelings? Because if it was in week one, I would rather have seen what happened in Survivor 45, where the two players quit in week one, and it happened then. Because I feel for Garrick, who was a fan, 
and his game ended early. I feel for Viola. I feel for Sarah and Peter but, and Tobias. The and they all lost their spot. I think... And Scott ended up leaving because he had... But yeah, that's, say but, that but, again. Well, he, well no, because he saves Kitty here. And that's, that's something that you said in 45. That was a big thing of, like, why Hannah quit. She didn't want to take the spot of someone else when she felt her heart wasn't really in it. And, and Scott says that as well. I think that when fans and past players especially look at quitters, they get upset because they personalise it so much. That could be my spot. If Scott they, wasn't cast, I specifically yeah. would have been cast. They like, do. To the fans who think that if you weren't in the short list, that wasn't your spot. And then they and, get there. And the players as well look back at, I would have done anything. When I got voted out, I would have done anything. It's like, that's fine for you and I respect that. But at the end of the day, Scott's journey and experience is not yours and he can't put himself above what he can handle for you. He has to mm. do it for himself and he does save Kitty That's here. Good. And That's Kitty good. could go That's on to win. So I'm, I'm happy with this Yeah, it's, it was in its way very selfless yeah. and it was, it was so true to who I feel Scott is, which is, as he said, such an empathetic person that I feel like the game just got to the point where, look, it, it's gotten crazy. It'll probably get crazier. Like they even said, when it gets, it got to merge, it's on hard mode. I was like, it's been a pretty rough pre-merge. Like if that, that wasn't hard. Week. But I think that, uh, exactly. But I think that for Scott, maybe he could do the whole Kirby Ferris thing, kind of trying to unite those factions at points and kind of move but forward. He couldn't but even, he wasn't even playing. Like he, mm. Kitty asked he, him something and he was, oh was my God, too, he was throwing stuff. Yeah. Kirby, I mean, Kirby yeah. sees him. I think we talk about it a bit later, but Kirby sees him pretty much saying, I think you're in trouble here. Mm. Like he's game, well, he's head, he'd left that? the game. Because like Kirby had a very specific oh, response to where again, Scott kind of like She nailed it. Do you know how she handled it? it as a human before a player? She did. Because but Kirby, she was still playing. I got to mm. say, she was still playing because she's watching. I, I can remember this app. She's, I do watch That's some of good. these, you know. <laughs> I can't remember this app. I do know some shit. I know some of this show. Don't yeah. remember me. Now I've forgotten what I was going to say. No, no, no. How did Kirby handle it? Oh, yeah. Go. And action. How did Kirby handle it? Let me say this, she's watching and Scotty's talking and he's throwing the plan mm. and you see her thinking, oh, God, I've got to stop this. But then you go, you hear her deliver, oi, 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 let's go talk life. Yeah. I nearly cried because yeah. I'm like, if that's my son out there and someone said that, you know Scotty's in trouble. That, and for mm. her to say, let's go talk life, oh, Melch. Like, she handled Scotty it really felt well. So safe. She, 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 she handled it like a human because it, it's, it sucks for Kirby to lose a number that she's cultivated. So she didn't and, care. But, she, but she, yeah, yeah, she doesn't put that good. first. And that's such a selfless way to look at it, such a human way to look at it. And it probably speaks to why people have at times, especially through the pre merge, really rallied behind yeah. Kirby as a mm. leader. She's a coach of young Indigenous women often, and, and, and she's a leader in that way. And I think that. That really shone through of why even someone like Scott, who has been struggling, would attach himself to her and why she's been so helpful. So I think that's really powerful and really showed a lot about that relationship. So we just want the best for Scott. We, we just do. want the best for all the players. We like, love Scott. If you, if, we just, do. I want to if you, if you, if you want someone to stay out there at the expense of their mental health with this game, and if you as a viewer think that that's what you need for this entertainment oh, product, do you know nah, what? That's I not think it. That, I think that's a good segue, Shannon. I think to everyone at home, Survivor's real. It's tough. That's why people quit the game. Yeah. But quitting, Shannon, is not unprecedented. And I think it's a good topic for World of Survivor. So take it away, please. Yes, well, we've spoken a lot about quitting, but I will give Chrissy a little bit of the history lesson. Chrissy, let's do, let's do trivia. Should we, let's when, do it. When do you think the first quit was? They were 45 seasons into US Survivor. When do you think the 46 seasons? It's 26 days. No one should be quitting that show. Let's say. It was 39 Word days. Spoken. It was the 39 days. The spoken to everyone in the US. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't, they're going to come for me. No, they're going to come for me. It was... Um, Hang on. Yeah, okay, please. it's fine. Okay, Tell so Sandra's first season was Pearl Island season 7, 2003. Johnny Fairplay. <gasps> Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, Fairplay. and that was the first quitter. Austin Taylor, <laughs> back in the crowd. He quit because, you know, in that season what they did was they, they put them on a boat 
And mm. they were like, we're actually going to go do press photos, wear your nicest clothes. And then when they put them out, they're like, actually, it's not press photos. You're right. being marooned. And they were wearing, like, suits and all of the stuff and often had, like, no clothes. So mm. he quit the game. He was the first quitter. What, just said, I'm not even going to play? No, 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 no. He played a while, but then, like, he didn't have any clothes. He was really, like, getting cold and sick and he tapped out and that was... And Jeff was so mad. Yeah. Um, right. Jeff especially then used to be like... Jeff Jonathan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, he's Jonathan. Okay, U.S. Jonathan gets very mad, That's got very mad when, when people quit. So, I mean, there's been a lot of quits. George mentioned most recent U.S. season, season 45, first episode. Hannah was just like, yeah, I hate this. She has nicotine withdrawal. No, yeah, yeah. Like, so, it could be this littlest thing, Chrissy. She had a nicotine withdrawal and wow. quit about. Yeah, and then someone quit a couple of episodes after that. So people weren't happy. But in Australian Survivor, yeah, I feel like the, this is the latest quit in mm. Australian Survivor. And all the quits we've had have been pre-physical. First season, Peter quit really early on. Mm. And then others like Moana Hope was sick. Even Alex, was that, that was considered a quit on your season, even mm. though he, but he was injured. Alex, Lee back, had a family back, tragedy. Back. Yeah. Lee, I think, I, Lee, I don't that's I, not a quit. The thing is yeah, for me, yeah, is like, yeah. I don't really yeah. count a lot of these as, as like, the, the medical quits for me Maybe are we so need marginal. Words for mm. quit yeah, I, I don't really departed. think I count that. I mean, mm. Scott's is a quit, but I feel like it's, a it is a quit, but I feel like so many of those are physical, and if we could get to a point where we understand mental like we understand physical, and that stigma's not there, then we'd be. Mm. In That's a pretty good, good place. Yeah. But, okay, did you learn something? Did I, I teach heaps. anything? What did I? I learned heaps. You learned then. about US Jonathan. I've got US you Jonathan. Do you know what this discussion host? has made me reflect on? So many things. Flick Palmer, what a tough cookie to That's keep so playing true. the game when that, you know, life changing event happened what out happened? there in the her outback. Mom, her mom passed away. Her mom passed away oh, when we were in the geez. outback at Merz yeah. and she pushed wow. through. Wow. Braun personified. It was Braun personified. Let's get back to episode 13. This is a good show, Survivor. <laughs> like, good things. Oh, so, sorry. Let's get back to the show. Read that. Let go. Sorry. But, oh, no. It's, it's a do, good show, it's Survivor. It's just a good it's show. A like, now I just want to talk about Flick. Oh, go. It, it go. takes everything. I it know, takes everything. Go. Should we get back to the show, oh, ladies? I'm just sad. Back to talking tribal. If we get back to episode 13, let's go back to episode 13 okay. of Titans v Rebels. It's about Val's vendetta, and it really took over everything else, didn't it? She's because still out for blood. She's now. definitely out for blood. You never, ever mess with the Slavic woman. No That's a good life lesson, everyone. But even with Ferris and Kirby... Doesn't she, like, eat wolves and stuff? Like, fight wolves. Fight she fights wolves. wolves. I'd back Valeria in the wolf fight. A hundred percent. I definitely am backing Valeria Versus against Kitty? the wolf. Kitty's? Is Kitty a wolf? Kitty's a, a big cat. Kitty's a big-ass cat. She's got some traps there. I don't know who I'm backing. <laughs> Let's talk about Ferris and Kirby. Mm -hmm. They both did something very interesting at the merge. They sat back and they watched. They so did. And Kirby, she was quite cool and calm under pressure. Thoughts, please? I feel like they were so powerful going into merge, so I think they both literally just said, all right, guns down. Let's let some others take over for a bit. I feel like they were both really confident and comfy in their position, like, to give up that power, Kirby doesn't even speak to anyone about votes. She pretty much says to Reed, just shush, let's see what happens. Mm. Ferris is the same. He's not out barking at anybody. They let the others take the reins. And I feel like it's sometimes it gets smashed because I read stuff as well. I know stuff and I read stuff. Mm. And I think our fierce Aboriginal woman in Kirby is getting a bit of hate for being cocky and sitting there with the smug look on it. This is someone who People has built strong insanely mm. good relationships and she's just watching the show. And going into Merge with that kind of power to go, go on, Val, take them on, see well, how you go. I mean, mm. epically fails, I must add. Didn't have the numbers, I think we talked Jenna, what do more. you think? I feel like Kirby was so subtle this week that it actually took yes. me a second watch to understand what she was doing. But once I got it, I was like, oh, okay. So Kirby was very rebel strong. 
Yeah. To the beginning when she's like, oh, Garrick's the one who, you know, broke us apart and then blaming it on that. that I smart. thought it was almost laughable. But then through the week, I actually missed this undercurrent, this thread of rebel strength. And if you actually look at it, while it may seem like she and Ferris are divided or not on the same page necessarily, and it's kind of more about this Titan War, the Titan War is being emboldened by the fact that the rebels are staying strong. So first Kitty would have gone home. Then even though Ferris and Kirby are on opposite sides, it doesn't matter because even as, as Kirby initially says to Rihanna, it's still going to be different, different Titans. Like they might kind of like put their thumb on the scale of which Titan, but it's still a Titan. And then at the point where it snapped back to being, you know, in the, in the third episode of the week, Titans versus rebels. At first, I thought that was comical. You know, these are groups that have been so fractured Australian Survivor is a long game. It's been a long time of infighting. Yeah. But it made sense to me once I realized that once the Titans reunited and, and the Rebels picked that up in Kirby and Ferris, it was easy to snap back because they actually hadn't lost a thread. They'd been keeping the whole of the merge. So I feel like Kirby was a bit, she wasn't hands-on. She, she was standing back. But there was a prioritization and they were letting like the, the Titans kind of come at each other for I a while while prioritizing I don't that. even think Kirby had a name. Didn't she say? No, she didn't. She, I, I, I remember she Kirby. Said, she yeah. said, I'm going to take a step back. What she did is she backed her level of degree yeah. and control over the factions in the tribe. And yeah. I look at that tribe, when the day we merged, we had four clans, to use the mafia analogy. We had the Kirby clan, which was herself, Scott and Ree. And mm -hmm. Scott ends up quitting, but let's just put ourselves in Kirby's mind when we drop our buffs. We had Ferris's Western Sydney clan, which was Ferris, Raymond and Eileen. Tangentially yeah. Alex, very tangential. Potentially yeah. Alex, yeah. who's a bit of a... Floater. Like a, a floater, if yeah. you want to call him that. That's mm. fine, Shannon. We had the Caroline clan, which has Eden. Middle-aged mafia. Well, let's call it the middle-aged mafia. That, yeah. that's Even a though clan. it's a bit shaky. It's, it's no, Caroline, Kitty, Eden, Eden and Jaden, because he, yes and no, but tends to listen to Eden, and we'll get to episode 15 later. And then we have Mark's group, which is Mark and Valeria, basically. Yeah. And winner. And I put, winner. I put Jaden more with that. I feel like Jaden was always more winner. And I, I haven't got Jaden going. And then what, yeah. does, what does Kirby do? do what that's... does Kirby do? This is real big boss energy here because she says people are going to come to me and then I'll make a decision on what yeah. I'm going to do. To have that degree of confidence and control, to use the kind of like political analogy to let the rats run, <laughs> see what the rats are doing when they're scurrying around and then make your decision... This is 10 out of 10 Survivor. There might be mixed opinion on Kirby's playing style. She's too bold and she's brash. I love her. This is a first-time player. I have a definite crush. a returning player game. Do you as well? I do. I've been married I, for 25 years. I, I think she's fantastic. I'm and questioning praise be to Kirby, she played fantastic Sorry, this week. But, all right. I, I actually agree. With, I actually do. I think it was <laughs> subtle. But the fact that she's not being targeted, it, at times I thought was crazy. I thought she would have been the ideal target. It's very, very subtle. It's not, it's not the big win that Caroline's going to get. And I actually think someone like Ferris achieves a lot. We'll talk about Ferris. But I, I agree. And, yeah, some people think she's too brash, too much. She's very direct. I hate that. But, if again, the there's a reason doing people... It, uh, it'd be a crown. When George doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah what, when King George of doesn't, Banksy town or Everybody dies. <laughs> All right. God, what do we get? That's a, that's a really Slam. bad segue for Eden. <laughs> Eden. What did we think of Eden at the start of the merge week? I can't speak because I love Eden. I love Eden. No wrong Just tell me. us. Yeah, Just tell I'm us. Really Be upset. honest. I'm really upset about, about losing Eden this week. I mean, firstly, first thing he does, starts the week with a bit of a Survivor quote. Eden was peppering the week mm. with Survivor quotes. He says he was dateable because he made the merge. And Chrissy, a little bit of history lesson. There was a player called Kat. She didn't make the merge and she cried and said, no one wants to date anyone who doesn't make the merge. She was playing with her boyfriend, Blood vs. Water, season like yours. So that's why we say if you make the merge, you're dateable. He brought that parlance to the, the screen, which was great. I think Eden is so interesting in this week because he 
is yep. the most cohesive mm. tight end. I've always felt that he had something with Mark. And I feel like he had something with everyone. Yeah, well, he had a good read on Mark and Val. Let yeah, me know your thoughts really on that. He really did. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. is that it, Later, when he's the one to unite the Titans, wrong or right, we'll talk about it. Mm. But I feel like it's because he's always been the central Titan. Even in, in, in interviews I've had with Titans who were voted out early, and I asked them about the dynamic of the OG Titans, they say they felt like Eden was kind of central. Um, he was a close ally. Someone like Charles said that. Even Nathan said like that he was more in the middle. So yeah. I feel like that's how he directs it. But he knows, like, at that point, Kitty was gone. You know, they, there was nothing they could do. They were being ganged up on by all the other factions. It worked for Rebel Strong. It yeah. worked for the revenge. Have you noticed that a lot of this season is about revenge? It's like Good. Ferris getting revenge for Garrick, them getting, like, Val yeah. and Mark getting revenge for Good. Viola. And then people Good. just, like, unite their revenge plans in a way that makes <laughs> sense. And that's basically the thing that, like, brings people together. I know we've got more to say about Eden, but let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. We can talk a little bit more about this when we get back. Welcome back. That was a very good discussion that we were having. And if we move to episode 14, it was a bit of an emotional start to the episode. We had Scott crying in the episode before which made Alex cry, and then they got back to camp, and then I think the most emotional bit of the entire week was Caroline's reaction after that tribal council. Tonight, Kitty and I, we were absolutely shafted by Mark and Val, and now we're screwed. So, after tonight's Tribal Council, I think you'd be inhuman if you didn't take it a little bit personally. Yeah, just say the thing. Sit next to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I'm just like, Mark, you asshole. <laughs> that was a lot. Oh, I find Mom and Dad it are so mm. funny that every single time it's like they're like, okay, we'll bring Mark in, and Mark's like, takes out the knife immediately, and then, then yeah. they're like, it, it didn't work, didn't work. We'll bring him in, and he's just like, like everything <laughs> well, they, on they, they, Caroline and Kitty are definitely blaming Mark there. Why do we think that is, Shannon? I think they're pretty mad that he keeps bringing the knife out. <laughs> like, I, and like, I and feel he keeps like, failing. It's like he goes, yeah. They gave him so much. Like, they did vote off Yolo, who was coming for them. Then they kept Mark in, and he tries to yeah. get them out. Then they're Again. like, all right, well, we're going to just, like, leave this and see where it's at. They were kind of going to vote him out. Then they weren't. Then it was a non-elimination anyway. And then immediately he tries to go for them. I'd be pissed off too. Honestly, yeah. I'd be upset. So yeah. I get it. Chrissy, what did we think of Val's plan to let Kitty sweat on it and then to turn on Caroline instead? I got a shock. I thought it was unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then whoop, let's turn it on to Caroline. I went, oh, this <laughs> savage little thing. Like, <laughs> she's throwing some big punches. I just don't know if any are going to. It's very interesting with Val because she's really kind of like turning the screws. She really is. Like she, she's gone from someone that was kind of like very sweet and innocent, but the longer that she thinks about her revenge plan, I think the more kind of tunnel vision she, that she's, she's getting. Uh, that's the word I wanted. The tunnel vision for V's revenge is taking over her. But I, I think, look, the middle-aged mafia were pretty loyal to them, so they could have gone in that direction. But the way that these numbers are going to stack up, even with the kind of like rebel strong undercurrent i feel like both tribes like i think and i think we agree with on this george which means mm. it's objectively correct because if george and i agree <laughs> and a broken clock is right twice a day 
That means it's <laughs> like it is the correct thing. But I think the way that the groups could have coalesced is in that like Mark, Valeria, winner Jaden group with Kirby and Ree and what could have been Scott, and that could have been a majority. And then the other side, we see Caroline connect to Ferris. Now, neither of these groups are going to last a week, mm. but I felt like those that those should have been the groups going to war. I mean, you're someone who's great at building a coalition. You've got to look at the big yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I, actually, I do agree this with is, you, Shannon. I feel so like that, this is weird. Let, let's just talk about... We should, we should hug. Do you two want to hug? Let's do a quick hug. Come here, Shannon. I can't, <laughs> I can't tell get Tell them. Up. Tell the people. Tell the people. Tell them why it's right. This is why it's right, people. Oh, so don't worry about me. We spoke about the four clans before. Well just check the gram if this is going to <laughs> if you put those four pieces of the puzzle together, Chrissy, pay attention. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm like the teacher in class. Yeah, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> Look at it like numbers like this. Caroline's three plus Ferris's three. There's yeah. no bad blood between yeah. them. That's the six to run out the game. For Eden. Yeah. For well, all of them. For Eden, he's included Can for I all of them. Is, I agree because I feel like they, they were motivated by the same revenge plan. They built the something very common real. Common enemies, yep, yep, yep. common goals. There's nothing more unifying the in Survivor. The enemy of my enemy is my Correct. friend. And I, and I feel like for Caroline, who's been described as an emotional player, and we can talk about those comments, this was so great and lethal and strategic, and I thought the biggest, like, singular win of the week to go to Ferris and get those numbers back and pull over even Rihanna and pull over even Alex, even on decoy votes, to get the win here, and I would have liked to see them move forward yeah. on something really strong there. And even Mark, while he didn't have those numbers and should have secured some of those swings, as he spoke about with someone like Kirby, with his group... That, I thought, could have been really strong as well. And I feel like even though there is a Rebel Strong undercurrent, should the Titans be betting on Rebels who are looking out for each other? Yes, because those Rebels are Ferris and Kirby. And yeah. I would rather bet on them fracturing and coming for each other than the Titans that have been betraying each other sticking with me. So it felt along. like those should have been That's the groups. Good. And the fact that it snapped around to be tribal so soon after... We'll talk about it. It was interesting, but it's yeah, it's not the way that I would have gone from a from a numbers perspective. No. Before you come over, Shannon, let's take a look at this <laughs> clip of Caroline wheeling and dealing. I bet I don't want to know what you think. It's like we want to get rid of Mark. Yep. First, I love that. I didn't think you'd want to get rid of Winner. Kitty and Caroline are selling me this idea of possibly working with them. My first initial thought is hell no because we've never worked together. But when people are desperate, you can always twist it to your advantage. Winner is like that with Mark. Yeah. And yeah. he's loved by all. I know. And I can definitely see him winning this yeah. whole thing. Yes. I, I want to get rid of Winner. So maybe we go in a first break. So chop Mark's arms off first. Yep. Then go for him, do you reckon? Done. Yep. Done. The plan to vote Winner out. I'm completely on board with that. I really feel like a mafia boss right now. I really do. Common goals. A common goal. This you have is to the, love it. This is the Titans v Rebels, really, with like mafia in the brackets. But yeah, Australian Survivor Mafia. That's pretty much this season. I love Ferris's clan coming together with Caroline's clan. Like, yeah, and if good. you're agreeing like with too. me, I know that is objectively the right thing to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that it's so great because I mean, obviously, let's talk about like Val's comments if we can about. Caroline. My vote is pretty easy, straightforward and logical. And I actually think this person is the weakest link in our tribe. And I know in Survivor sometimes you want to stick to the weaker players because it gets you further in the game. But I believe that person doesn't deserve to play this game. Calling her an emotional player Oof. and weak for that reason and doesn't deserve to be there. And I don't think that 
anyone is really entitled to to, to make that judgment about someone. And it was certainly, a little personal. It, and yeah, certainly, like everyone who has come so far to be on the show and then spend over a US season being here and mm. fighting through it, and Caroline, who's played so well, especially, but everyone, um, I, I would think those comments are too far anyway. But Caroline, I think, rebuffed it so well in that she, she says Mark and, and Val yeah. are emotional, and I agree, because constant revenge, even in the face of logic, which has certainly been true for Mark a lot of the time, is emotional. And someone like Caroline, she might cry, she might look weaker in that way as she kind of shoulders the load of the, of the emotion of the game and the weight of the game, and then she'll turn it around, get a majority, and win the vote. That, for me, is actually lethal. So mafia. I think that within that Boss emotion, mafia. actually, it's, it's, it's really, really strong. I thought it was a great move. It's interesting. Everyone looks at playing the game emotionally as a negative, and it isn't necessarily no, the why? case. I look at it like this. You want an emotional player yeah. if you're the strategist. Because if you're the strategist, the emotional players, like you said last week, they get predictable. And I think that is a real kind of benefit in terms of what Kirby was doing here. Because whilst all of this drama is happening, if we think about the drama between Val and Caroline mm. and Ferris wanting to take out Winner, one of Mark's people, and Caroline being completely supportive. It's part of the same revenge plan. Kirby's just laying low. Watching and it letting all happen. the three yeah. other clans just take each other out, and she's just cruising ahead. And she'll be Rhea. very happy. She, I think everyone will be happy that Mark loses another limb. I feel like everyone's cutting everyone's limbs off, especially Winner. Well, <laughs> too much? No. Well, well, well I just well, I think he's that a it's interesting. That, that, comment on, that comment on emotion, I think, is so interesting because for me, Emotion is more multifaceted than like the binary of like strategy and emotion. I think that emotion can be used to connect with people. I think that as we've even seen yeah. someone like Eden, who some, something like paranoia might be seen as something quite emotional, but he's used it as uh, he used it at times as like a superpower to like see, you know, red flags and issues that he had to curtail. So for me, emotion doesn't necessarily need to be a negative thing. Being illogical as driven by emotion, I think is like binary bad. But mm. I don't think emotion always leads to negative outcomes in the game. So it, it's an interesting discussion because emotion was such a big it, part it of it. It could week. be a blind spot, though. Do you think that Val maybe should have picked up that winner had become the target? Well, she was going to be the target. I mean, both of them. Look, Val won 60K. She had George-like in yeah. terms of, you know, so she won 60K and then winner won that immunity. They were seeming pretty strong as a duo and then that, that vote got cancelled. So that was a bit unfortunate. But, look, Ferris has had it out for those Titans since Garrick left. Yeah. So... You know, that, that I think was always worrying. They were, they were working with Ferris here in ways to get numbers in their revenge plan, and those were clearly not stable numbers for them because mm. there was a, a target coming back at them that's been there for quite a while. And so, sometimes those things that you say, like how deep Val went, even if in a few episodes or a few days' time they're trying to come back together, she's not going to unhear it. Like they were really deep, they are really personal for an emotional person. I don't think you can come back from it. So it's a pretty burnt bridge as far as I'm concerned. Well, in all of these exchanges, we saw that there was one between Kirby and Ree. What did we think of that at the end? I find that really interesting because, again, it was so subtle. Which one? That, that I'm, okay, I'll, leave, I'll talk about it. <laughs> Kirby... Say it slowly, though, because, jeez, I get a bit lost sometimes. Kirby, Kirby <laughs> tells good. Ree, like, if you're close to Kitty and Caroline, like, we can kind of... We can kind of go either way on this. Like, again, it's just tied in numbers. So if her priority at that point is keeping Rebels strong... Yeah, okay. She was like, yeah. we can go either way. So it looks like Ree really betrays Kirby mm. by voting on that other side. Yeah, because doesn't, doesn't Ree say, yeah, well, Ree I votes, don't have to always Ree vote with... I think yeah. that's all Caroline. Kirby. So what, what I've absolutely been loving about Caroline this season, yes, she's making some mistakes. But some socially. She, some, some socially, some strategically as well. The, the jacket. jacket. The jacket was... The Tell was, us, what do you think it, about her jacket? I uh, died at that. Jacket, yeah. <laughs> she was a cranky. Sorry, you're, you're not having that jacket. That's my jacket. 
No, I just want to use it for now. Okay, but I'm keeping it. Yeah, because it's the only thing that keeps me warm at night time. Yeah, I'm not stealing it. Don't steal it. But I'll need it tonight. It's the only thing that keeps me warm at night. I'm not touching it tonight. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. The only reason I hadn't worn it is because I don't want it to get wet. Yeah, to be fair, when you're out there and you haven't got any warm clothes that and everything's jacket. wet, that's like she kept it dry the whole She's time. She's the boss. The mafia boss gets the jacket. <laughs> what but about Val? What? Val just goes, I'm not wearing it. Like, just oh, it so was, it rudely. Was it was too... It was... It was too hard. What I thought was a real boss move at the Winner Tribal Council is really the numbers were not an outright majority yeah, and we were looking at having a tie. And when Caroline convinces Ree to stop listening to her overlord Kirby, who just tells Ree the correct thing to do every single time... She doesn't time, really tell her. Kirby doesn't really tell Ree. She I just think, lets Ree... I think Kirby needs to tell Ree what to do because Ree just voted wrong again well, for the second time right. and sent home... This, Someone that shouldn't have gone home in winter. This yeah. week had so many illusions, I felt, to week three. Like, Kitty initially going back to, to yeah, Val and confronting yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And then I felt, yeah, like, re-voting voting on an individual vote again. I felt like um, that re... Because at first, Kirby says to Re like, we can go either way. And then it's like, nah, let's go for Caroline. And, mm. and still, Re makes a decision not to. It was interesting, I thought, to do the decoy votes from the middle-aged mafia's perspective. Did you... Like that? Oh, I loved it. But it I, was, it's, it's a two-part yeah. plan. Ferris, I think, comes up with the idea to take out Winner, yeah. and then Caroline goes into overdrive. And I then how that. does Caroline make it better? Make Alex vote wrong, make Re vote wrong again, because it's very easy to do this <laughs> season, and then Winner goes home. But this week, there's no way Chrissy could ask, where's Eden? Because he was everywhere, including out the door. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Too it soon. Out. say that. Out. Too soon. Yeah, oh, we say that on the... What did we think of Eden's plan that sent him home to reunite the original Titans? <sighs> I mean, we, that was we a said we question. don't... We, Eden, again, is like the primary Titan. Like, I feel like every one of the Titans could have united around him specifically. Yep. Mark does a lot of great work at the reward, bringing that divide back together. But even if it was right for him specifically, I don't think it was right for his numbers. I think he was trying to have his cake and eat it too and keeping really fractured numbers together from such an unstable, vulnerable place. I would have rather have, have gone with Caroline's instinct, stuck with Ferris Stayed and, and Ferris. really pushed that. They yeah. could have had an easy vote. That's how I look at it because... There's no bad blood between Caroline and Ferris. No. They just had a vote to get off Winner together. And Eden... To make Winner the loser. We yeah, haven't to, done enough. To make the... Winner the loser. Great Oh, Shan, that was funny. Oh, yeah. winner, so I, just, I just look at it, honestly, I'm sorry if this is crude. Nice. I feel like Eden was trying to push shit up against a brick That's wall and to crude. turn it into gold. They... That's what the plan was. It was not they the were. right plan. Like, you weren't going to get Mark and Caroline. But he did. It was too soon. No, but I think he, he could. Yeah, but it wasn't real. But it he... felt fake. It, I, I, I wouldn't have invested in it long term. It was too soon. There was too much and Caroline and Aiden. That's what he did. So I think Eden's flaw, why Eden went home is he was treating Jaden without the respect that a human being needs. That Jaden needs? He does, correct. That no, Jaden needs. Did. Because Girl, I, I, I I'm at, about this. Yeah. I look at it like this. Everybody misunderstood Jerry on my season. Like that old codger needed one thing, <laughs> respect. And I respected him the moment he and came here he and he was the most reliable yeah. ally ever. Because I always spoke about plans with him in the morning, the afternoon and the night. And yes, sometimes it was very George driven or, you know, I supported his revenge plan, but I yeah, respected but him and his opinion. Yeah. And I feel like where it went wrong for Eden is it worked for Eden. He won back Caroline, but he, he forgot the magical number. He forgot 
Jaden to ask so his hard. opinion rather than just telling him what to do. Uh, like Raymond also voted for winner. Mm. So but he's between these two let's, people. Let's take it step by step. Jaden so killed. Mark did something really good in this episode. Look who he took to the reward. I think Mark and Eden have subtly been, I think they've been connected this whole time. I think the invisible hand has been truly invisible, but very much there. And I think that that connection has been the unifier of the Titans to the point where, other than Jaden, who's going to flip, they do get on the same page to get to this, you know, tribal war that they're going to be in. So I think Eden's a big part of that. I think Mark did really, really well. That's that diplomacy. I don't know if he's had as heated an international mm. affair as Val versus Caroline having to to Oof. kind of, you know, really deal with that. But I thought he did really, really well with that. My thing was like, why are you guys telling everyone, right? It would have been so easy to come back obvious. and be like, yeah, I, I hate her forever. You know, like she she said, I didn't deserve to be here. Why were they like, yeah, we really reconciled and they were telling the truth. It mm. reminded like Dee and Julie in, in season 45, the most recent yeah, US season, they acted like they hated each other. Mm. Like just, well, they pretend It's not that. If you, if you look at the day spa when Liz took myself for Nina, yeah, exactly. we spent hours talking about the fake yeah. information we're going to give back to Haley. how I had constant fights with Nina. Nina and I were putting Very cake in each other's mouths all yeah. night. You know, like that's Super what really believable. happened. When Haley pulls me aside, I'm going to say this. I'll just go, Nina, she admitted it. And I'll be like, she finally admitted it, Haley, And she's out. She's finished. Okay. And then I, I asked Liz, I pulled Liz aside, and I'm like, why did you take her? And Liz told me to stop her from fighting an idol. Easy. I think that's the thing. Yeah. And you just go to Haley. George kept pressing me to admit it, and I did just to shut him up. Look, I think no, Mark... No, but Eden said, he goes to, didn't he say to whoever it was, Caroline, and she went into shock when he poached that idea of going for who? Well, I think Eden wanted to go. I think Eden, you go for, Eden wanted to go me where tight I was. and strong and Caroline wanted I, to stick with Ferris. I yeah, think... and she got a fright because she knew that she was going to be letting Ferris down and she was like, I'm, I don't know anything about this. I you know, actually yeah. agree shock. there's nothing wrong with taking your friends and solidifying an alliance. If I was going to really nitpick Mark, and I would because he's got the capability to be nitpicked to this level... You don't need to take Val. You know Val's going to be with you no matter what. Leave the trusted person at camp, take Jaden, and then Jaden will never feel excluded from the group. Usually I would agree with you that you don't take your number one ally, but I think this was an exceptional circumstance where he was brokering a merger a and a yeah, peace mm. treaty, again, mm. which I'm sure is something he's probably done in his work. I don't know what a diplomat does, but um, I feel like he really needed that time to do that over some nice food and to be there to do that. So I, usually I'd never, ever endorse taking a close ally like Val, who you have in your pocket, but... I think in this instance, it made sense and it worked. It worked too well. Why were they telling everyone well, about it? Shannon, well, it did work know. because the middle-aged mafia tried to take out the Western Sydney clan and this happened. And we made full use of the time away to try and mend some old wounds. Valeria and I had a very open and frank and honest discussion. Like we resolved a lot of stuff yesterday, it was good. And I feel like it was the best day yesterday um, coming back to the OG Titans and spending good time together. I'm not very good at lying, so I personally find it really difficult. Yeah, I find it really difficult. Yeah. It would have been so that easy. Was an incredible it trial. would have been so believable because wow. there was such a kernel of like extreme truth to it. Like she definitely could have come back and been like, "Yeah, I still hate her. Well, I don't understand." Did they get nervous? What? Well, I, do you know what tribal council's an art and? 
you don't have to say the complete truth when you respond to Jonathan. Like, how did you <laughs> used to respond to Jonathan, Chrissy? Mouth agape. <laughs> humana, humana. <laughs> oh, I just, all I heard was, will you marry me, Chrissy? And I'd go, mm-hmm. I like, mean, what, sorry? <laughs> Shannon, let's talk about subtlety. Sometimes you're, like, more subtle than you give on. Where was it there? Because you literally had Val be like, yeah. I've made peace with this woman who I despise and then Caroline responding in the same way. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm glad that they did actually make up. Like, I'm glad that they're... Like, I'm glad Val apologised for that and we felt like... Yeah, but, but they're not BFFs forever. This yeah, is no, just they spoke, they didn't kill each yeah, other. Yeah, it was kind of the it's worst of that. both worlds. Like, they did make up. It was nice that Val apologised. They came to a mutual understanding yeah. of, like, not a miscommunication because I think Val was wrong in that, but how she didn't come across as intended. She apologised. That's great. But it's... Yeah, I don't think they have, like, anything long-term. No way. But they almost... But they emphasize all the best parts of it to make it really, really clear and threatening to the but rebels But they did that at the cost back. and then all of a sudden their guy's going home because Ferris and I, Kirby were like... I, I agree with you, Chrissy. Oh, thank you. Start the celebration party that the ship <laughs> that you built starts sailing and you're in the majority alliance. Too soon. After you're in the majority. Don't do it at tribal <laughs> council it. before everybody's before written their names it. down. And <laughs> yeah. then oh. I, I really think that was like the fatal flaw. So Eden okay. essentially, sadly for him, because I love him, he had another plan that backfired in this episode. Let's yeah. take a look at this, because so much happened this week. Oh. So I need to be training him in the art of Survivor. I want to be building him up and giving him the little schooling lessons. Forget Alex is the math teacher. Eden's the Survivor teacher out here. Um... No, I think it's meaningless. Like, I think it's just pointless dribbles and a TV moment and just pointless dribbles. I mean, I gasped like I was impress. at the end of an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, I truly... Is that how you say that? I'm sorry, Eden. But shocking to me that he was the one who flipped. I actually went back. I was like, have I missed... I thought Val surely had flipped. Mm. And then when it was Jaden... Because, okay, let's, let's break this down, right? 6-6. Six, six. So, Chrissy, do you know what happens here? You, you played, thought you it played was the Val? game. I thought Val was going to flip. Yeah, why would she go to rocks for Eden? So, if there's, if there's six people on each side and they have tied, and then they go back and they tie again. Do you know what happens after that? You played the game. Yeah, I, I, you lost me at rocks. Okay, I know, yes. you, I know you just dropped that word so, in there. So, so what happens is then they're going to have a discussion where they have to unanimously vote out either Eden or Raymond. So yep. if just someone like Ferris gets yep. his heels in or just the middle-aged mafia for Eden, they go to rocks. And everyone who's not immune or voted for, so Eden and Raymond, will pick a rock. So for me, every single person who goes and puts the same name down, you can be con concerned... What if you put a different name down and someone else flips? This is something like Will Wall felt in Millennials versus Gen X. But basically, if you don't make yourself the change, I feel, you are basically going all in to pick a rock. There has to be some credit to Eden and Raymond for the fact that almost everyone was about to go to bat for them to that degree. Something I think they should not do because this has been a very, very transient game. This is a, an almost comical tribal war that has just snapped back at this very tribal council. And in the other rocks, like tribal post-merge rocks that we've had, Tyson's crew went to rocks. They won. The three of them won rocks. They were the final three. Millennials versus Gen X, the five-person team that won, one of them flipped. The rest, final four. You want to go all in that if my group wins, we'll be at the end together. Are these six people that win rocks going all the way down? They're probably flipping when we get back to the beach. So I wouldn't be going all in. The only person, pretty much, who should is the immune person, Jaden. This is the part of the game that's very difficult for people watching at home to understand, and it's the real kind of human element. I don't feel like Eden, under, despite living with Jaden for basically a month, I don't feel like Eden understood that Jaden needed that little bit of respect, that little bit I of. I think he thought he was giving him what touch. he needed. 
Giving him the name two minutes before tribal council worked for a month, but it didn't work for the Who final decides couple. that? Jaden decides that when he gets up at the voting booth, yeah. he uses his own agency and says, screw this guy, he sent my mate home, I'm sending him home. Gambling on rocks mm -hmm. works if every single person you know 110% is on the same page. Does Eden walk up to Jaden and go, mate, this is Jaden wasn't are. gambling on rocks. I know. Jaden was immune. I know, but it's, you, you can still explain a plan to him. You, I know there's limited time in the game of Survivor, but for 30 odd days, for a whole month nearly, all Eden and Mark and Caroline have seem done. to do with Jaden is Just give him a name. Here's the he plan. Doesn't want go more. back to your gym. He can't handle it. Ask he him if he wants more. more. Ask him. Just hey, Jaden, do you want to start playing the exactly. game? Nah, bruh. I'm good. But no, he said, Eden, he no, said Eden, yes, Eden said, bruh. do you want to start playing the game? He said, I think Jaden. To give him some credit, had a good week, which is a very good time to start talking about our player of the week <laughs> in glory or death. Glory or death. Again, <laughs> glory or death. All right, player of the week in Merge Week. I think we're going to have a difficulty here, Shannon, because a lot of people did good things and bad things. The one person that I think came out better than the start of the week and still has a relatively good degree of control was Ferris. Oh, okay. Oh my god, we're gonna agree again. I actually think Ferris got the most done this week. Yeah, like at same. first, he's kind of like again rebel protection. They're going against Kitty. Yeah. He's in on that. He might not be high up in that, but Saw like he's he's yeah. got some protection. He's moving through. Then he and Caroline do that together. Big move. And then he pulls then it back. He, he wins it. again. Rebels win. So I think that he got a lot done. The other person I would say, but I do agree, Ferris. The other person I would say, if we're going to give a couple of crowns. Caroline had some losses. She would have lost Kitty. She does lose Eden. They are very transparent there. But on a, on the best individual win, I have that winner move for Caroline. But I think across the week, I just wish Caroline week, but... didn't ditch Ferris because if know, she kept she together right with him, instinct. she's hundred she percent right player of the week. I, yeah, she really did have the right instincts, and and I, and I want to credit that instinct. It was weird because Eden was like, "Then we'll have the majority," and they're like, "Oh, that's a good point." But it's like the majority of of Titans mm. has that been. Has that been like a good What do you think, thing? Chrissy? No, your I'm Jaden, and I don't care what Jayden. you think. Jaden, look, he's Jaden. I like the move. No. But, oh, I'm saying uh, Jaden. Good I'm, episode 15, not necessarily 13 and 14. No, but 15 was good. He woke up, he listened to his teacher, then he schooled him. You like, know what? Sorry. Actually, so I, I feel <laughs> I like Eden. It. Eden loves references, and I feel like my mentor, ironically, because this is a whole mentor-based thing, but my mentor, Rob Cessinino, who's a Survivor podcaster now but who played the game and he did the same thing. He built up like a Frankenstein's monster and got knifed yes. by that monster. I feel like Eden would appreciate well, the illusion. And I love Eden and I'm I'm frothing the move and Eden went home. That's Eden, a I'll squat deal. like Eden and hopefully last longer than 35 like Eden. seconds. But, um, <laughs> Put your feet flat. <laughs> <laughs> just Then I'll fall over. So what are we doing? We are giving I think Ferris. Play of the week. We'll we give out two Ferris. crowns because no. we can all vote. Don't give it to Ferris Eden. is and Ferris. Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> For you, Chrissy, we'll give the second one. Oh, no. Jaden, congratulations. Well, 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 we've got another one. We give one to Caroline for the move. Just oh. for the move. All right, do you know what? I agree with you. Let's just give one to Caroline as well. Three crowns. Sweet Caroline. We love you. And who left us this week? We lost Scott. I hope you're good, Scott. Where are the others? Winner. Winner right there, Lisa, right, right next by to you. the palm tree. Oh, God, I didn't see him. It's kind of like most of his time in the game. Bye, winner. <laughs> George. <laughs> and Eden. I'm very oh. sad to lose Eden. But you know what Eden said when he got voted out? He said, I've been bamboozled. Do you know who said that? A movie. <laughs> Richard Hatch. When he got voted out of all sides, do you know who Richard Hatch is? Nope. The That's... naked guy. He nope. won the first ever season <laughs> he of Survivor was before you were born. Oh, I love it. He played in the nude? Yeah, but he, he, won, he won the first ever season. 
of Survivor. You, you lost me at nude. Okay. This week, we caught up with Eden to find out what it's like when the student turns on his master. Here it is. Eden, welcome to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. It is a delight, but a disappointment to have to interview you this part of the middle game. What I loved about you, Eden, is that you are one of the biggest super fans that we've ever had on the show. I want you to tell everybody a little bit about your fan journey and how that impacted your game style. Yeah, sure, George. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Love talking travel. Love yourself, George. But yeah, I've been a fan for 23 years, all the way back to the very, very first seasons in the US. I've absolutely loved this show the entire time. It's been sort of something that I've, I've always dreamed about getting on. And then once it came back, I started auditioning. Eight years I auditioned for this show, George. <laughs> very, very first time back in 2016. I got, I got pretty far of the way through and then I never heard from them again. And then just kept trying. I kept, I kept practicing. I kept making puzzles. I kept doing like balancing things and just kept chipping away. Actually, I even, um, I even applied for the US green card lottery so I could apply for getting on the US version really? of the show as well. Yeah. And then I started like I would go overseas and I would visit filming locations like Guatemala, Token Chains, Cambodia, Thailand. I was just, it was just something that I always really loved. And I never gave up hope that I would one day get on. And eight years after I first started auditioning, here I am. I made it. It's pretty amazing. I think me and, and, and Nick Adanza would be battling out for the biggest super fan we've ever had on the show, I think. And I think we can tell you've got so many buffs and paraphernalia in the background, which is great to oh, see. Got buffs. I've just got, I've got my, I have my sip of my Survivor mug here. <laughs> like, it's just been a show that I've loved my whole life. More than, more than half my life, I've loved the show. It's crazy. Well, Eden, one of the biggest moments, I think, in the tribe swap part of the game was when Viola got voted out of the tribe, and you were critical in that process. And what I find really interesting is that Kitty and Caroline got the sole blame for the Viola vote off and not you. Can you tell me a little bit about how you manage the politics of your middle-aged mafia alliance? A hundred percent, George. Yeah, no, that's a great one. So two key facets of the game are obviously timing and planting seeds. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do, and, and learning from you last season with you and Shawnee relationship, you got her before she got you. There was a perfect example of how my brain was thinking. Because after a swap like that, the logical thing to do would be to solidify your power, vote off one of the rebels, and then vote off one of the Titans and turn on each other. I knew Mark was a logical player, and I knew he was thinking like that. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to plant some little seeds in Kitty's head about, you know what, we, we could actually do this now, maybe. I don't know, it, it could be too risky, but but it, 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 it could be pretty good. It could, I don't think Mark could see it coming. Then Kitty ran off to sell it to Caroline. Then suddenly Kitty and Caroline are coming back to me, like, hey guys, this is what we're doing. They ran with it, which was awesome. It ended up coming together perfectly. And who got all the blame for it? Kitty and Caroline. Everyone was talking about revenge on them. No one was talking about revenge on me. And I managed to keep my relationship with Mark. I wanted to destabilize Mark, but keep a working relationship moving forward. And that's exactly how it all turned out. So I was, pretty, I was pretty happy with that one at the end of the day, which was great. It was great to watch as well. And if you think about the Middle-Aged Mafia Alliance, you brought it together initially, you gave it its name, and you just mentioned Vow's Vendetta. How did this invisible hand keep working out throughout your journey in the game? Yeah, so I think what was really interesting about me and Mark, we, we were both really logical players. And so the invisible hand, we knew what needed to happen. We needed to sort of keep our threat levels down. And that's what I managed to do for most of the game. But Mark is someone that I can predict because I know what logical people will do in the game. And that's what I loved. And Mark loved that about me as well. He knew I was very logical as well. 
So we wanted to take out each other's sort of right hand men. Like I was going after the V's and he had been going after the, uh, the Kitty and Caroline. But we knew at the end of the day, we could still work together. No matter what happened, we could still work together. And I think ultimately it would have been a hell of a run if me and him could have uh, made it all the way through. Would have been fun. All right, let's get to the merge dynamics now, Eden. We saw in the second episode of Merge Week that yourself, Kitty and Caroline were working with Ferris and his mafia clan to vote out winner. Yep. And then what we saw in episode 15 is that you tried to bring the original Titans together as the winning six combination in the game, which kind of was responsible for you getting voted out. Do you have any regrets? And can you tell us a little bit more about why you made those key decisions? So I think what was really interesting was Kirby and Ferris, despite hating each other and, and wanting to go at each other for the vast majority of the game, when we came to merge, they seem to have this weird sort of friend, frenemy sort of relationship. They weren't actually going, yes, we need to get rid of this person. And that sort of gave me a little bit of an indication that there was probably a bit of rebel strong still bubbling under the surface. And they saw us as a bit more of a threat than each other at that point in the game. And the other thing that was really interesting was when we did come together in that winner vote, I remember I was talking about, we were like, okay, what do we want to do? What do we, who do we want to go for? And I had pitched Val for that vote. And they were like, mm, mainly Ferris and Ray were sort of a bit more like, nah, we think winner. I think that'd be the better choice. But I, I was definitely like, well, Val's, she's good at balancing. We can undercut Mark again. This is a, a good move forward. Ultimately, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. So I'm like, okay, it's winner. That's fine. I can still work with that. It's still someone that Mark was working with. But it told me very, like, very clearly that I didn't have enough agency in this group. After all, it was four of them and three of us. And three into seven, it doesn't work out, George. So I knew ultimately we didn't have the power in that relationship. So I needed to build something else that I could control, that I could have agency in. And that's why I started to put together the original Titans. Because Ferris, I didn't, I didn't trust him. He's quite a bit like paranoid. He, he sort of just comes into conversations a lot of time. You'll notice he just sort of sidles in like, hey guys, what's going on? What's going on? And I didn't quite trust him in that regard. So I wanted to create something that I could move forward with and could have more of a say on ultimately who went home. I just was trying to manage my threat level. And look, it was a huge risk and ultimately it didn't pay off at the end of the day. But I'd rather go out trying to do some things and, and, and create some moves than just sort of, sort of slide along. I, I, was, I was happy with what I was trying to do. It just didn't quite work out this time. I think you had a good plan. And I think that's the key thing, particularly at the merge part of the game. You have to kind of take that initiative with the plans and try and control your own destiny. Yeah which is a good segue to what was, I think, the, the takedown of Eden, which came as a surprise to <laughs> myself and probably everybody watching at home. And that is the Jaden of it all, something that was pretty hard to predict what was going to happen. So let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Jaden, because what we see is you start building up Jaden, you start giving him a bit of confidence to play the game, you teach him about Survivor as the super fan that you are, and then he made that decision to not go to rocks. What's going through your mind and what was your whole relationship with Jaden and why you think that happened? I figured out when the swap happened, we were on the same beach. I realized very quickly, you've got to figure out people's motivations. Another key thing in the game of Survivor. I figured out his only motivation was to get back to winner. So I said to him, mate, if you just work with me, I'll get you back to merge and I'll get you back to winner and you can chill out and do whatever you want. And he was like, great. And so from that point on, we had a really good relationship. I was teaching him about blindsides, what we should do after the merge, who to target, all this sort of stuff. And then when it came to it, and we actually, I was on the, the side of the votes that got rid of winner. You could tell that 
he was sort of thrown by that and he didn't really have a sort of a home after that. Ultimately, it was it's like it's like in Star Wars with the Sith George. Like the the apprentice always has to come up and kill the master. I had created Frankenstein's monster of survivor and he turned against me at the end of the day. What was interesting though is ultimately when it came to the split vote, he was on board voting with us for that first round. It was only when he saw his opportunity for his one vote to make a difference that he actually flipped. Because that split like we nearly went to rocks. The first time in Australia Survivor history, we nearly went to rocks. It, it, it was blowing my mind. And ultimately, I had people that wanted to go to rocks for me. Can you believe? I had, I had Mark, I had, I had Val, I had Caroline and Kitty all wanting to go to rocks for me. And it just shows you sort of where my social game was at. And I didn't actually think, like, logically, I was like, well, they won't target me in this situation because if you're going into a 3-3 split, you wouldn't target someone who has good relationships. You would target Caroline or Val because Caroline and Val are not like going to rocks for each other. Like no matter how much they seem like they're on the same page, they're not going to rocks for each other. So I was surprised that they did put those votes on me because I thought that was really risky. And you can see by the first round of voting, it was a 6-6 split. And if they were really lucky. I just couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't, couldn't plan on someone like Jaden not playing logically because he, 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 he was immune, so he wouldn't have had to have picked rocks either. So I'm like, well, that's okay. That, that'll still work out. And ultimately, those emotional players is something that someone being a big game fan like myself, I just yeah didn't quite see coming. And ultimately, it was my downfall. Like, he tried to shoot the devil in his back. And, and like, if you miss, it's bad. But he didn't miss. He got me. He got me square in the back. It really was Frankenstein's monster. I think you taught him too well. I do love your in-depth knowledge and your Titan-esque knowledge of film and cinema, Eden. Thank you, George. Mine is not as extensive as yours, so will you be back? Fingers crossed. I think I need a sequel. I think I need a sequel, George. There's more Survivor <laughs> game left on the table, I think. Maybe next time I'll get a little bit further. It, it was a dream come true, and I'm so blessed that I got to play this game that I've absolutely loved for so many years. Yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll see, you, see you out there again at some point. That is all we have time for. We'll be back next Tuesday after episode 18 of Titans v Rebels. Thanks for listening to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, a Network 10 podcast.